Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and patriots of all ages, welcome to another fun week of podcasting adventures here on In Black and Right. We are the new definition of color commentary, and as always, I am Jerry Brooks, your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, and your tour guide through the alternate universe, which is Joe Biden's America. And, oh baby, is it going to be an interesting one. Uh, starting out this week, uh, and before we get into some of the fun news of the day, uh, you can contact us at inblackandright at gmail.com, sending us emails, questions, comments, hate mail, we don't care. We'll deal with it. Or you can also check out uh, our website, inblackandright.net. We made some updates today, including... Uh, on the home page, a infographic timeline of the events that led up to the mess at Mar-a-Lago. The great folks at the uh, Epoch Times, who do outstanding investigative journalism, uh, put it there on their website, but I also have a link to it on inblackandright.net. And we've also made uh, a little bit more of an expansion. Uh, we're in black and right is now available on parlor over the weekend uh, we opened up the in black and right page on parlor we have a link to it on our media connection section uh, of the website but yes we have now come back to parlor uh, the new and improved parlor which is pretty fantastic and I'm loving uh, the opportunity to uh, meet with folks there and engage there along with our other social media uh, platforms. Uh, True Patriot Network is one that we have recently uh, been a part of. Of course, we are on True Social and looking uh, to get a better link to that. It's They're still working on the whole getting the app on Android phones. Uh, people who have iPhones have been able to get it for months, but it they're still having troubles with folks who are Android users and I am one of them but I'm not worried about it we were still able to open an account uh, using uh, you can use a laptop or desktop computer you can still do that and still be a part of there and we do post there we're trying to get to a point where we're going to be doing that more and more often uh, to build followers and so forth so don't worry we're not going anywhere uh, in black and right has had a tremendous year in 2022. Um, I was had the pleasure of talking with some folks at lunch today. Uh, I was invited to come and speak uh, to a group here in North Florida uh, in uh, October 1st actually. I'm looking forward to that but it's been amazing all that's been going on this year. Uh, ever since we revamped the show and uh, started uh, doing things here in Florida. It's been amazing. I mean, two CPACs in one year. One was busy enough, but two was just nothing short of amazing. And I loved it. And now, tomorrow, 
here in Florida is the Florida primary, but there are also other primaries going on in New York State, uh, many of them for uh, congressional seats uh, in the U.S. House. And some of them have, well, <laughs> they've been pretty much victims of the, uh, of the Trump effect because some of them were people who, well, they voted to impeach him, like John Katko. Uh, they're in upstate New York, so he's not running. So you've got an open Republican seat there, and there's some pretty pretty darn good uh, MAGA candidates uh, there in upstate New York, and throughout the st uh, just not just upstate New York, but throughout the state. Uh, some great ones on Long Island, and of course there's a lot of them here in Florida. Got a bunch of them, America First MAGA candidates, uh, and they're getting a lot of help from our beloved governor here in Florida, Ron DeSantis. And God bless him. He's been going all over the country uh, recently, helping out MAGA candidates in states like Ohio and Arizona. It's been pretty amazing. So anyway, with all of that said and done, let's get into the fun things of the news today. Well, certainly, the big story for me, and probably for a lot of people, uh, this just came earlier today from Just the News. The great Anthony Fauci, the lord of all science, the man who knows everything, has officially announced that he will be stepping down by the end of this year. Hmm, can anybody tell me why he might choose the end of the year to finally get the heck out? Well, I can think of a couple of words. Congressional investigations. Now, that's going to be an interesting one for sure. <laughs> oh, yes, he knows what's coming. Because when the red wave comes, now, I don't know how big it's going to be. I am not a fortune teller. But if what I've been hearing and seeing with the polls in certain places... Uh, it's it's going to be a blood. It's going to be a political bloodbath. It's just going to be. I I don't see how it can't be unless you have people like Mitch McConnell who are supposed to be on our side, saying, "Oh well, we don't know. We're we might not win the Senate." I'm like, "Gee, thanks a lot. <laughs> That's really helpful, Mitch." You know, make everybody feel bad, you know, but yet, are you just going to just go for the really wimpy candidates, or are you rooting for the Democrats to win? States like Georgia, mm -hmm. or Florida, because apparently, or maybe even Ohio with J.D. Vance, you don't want America first people in the Senate? Well, dude, you're going to have a real problem. Actually you're not going to have a real problem. You have problems for a long time. But get over it, Mitch. Stuff is coming. And if you're not careful, you could be in the crosshairs of your own party. Now, I know you're a swamp creature and you've got all sorts of friends and this and that and the other, and you control all kinds of money and influence, but dude, you better get with the program. Because the way things are going and what's going on in the country with inflation, with gas prices, supply chains, 
the border that has more holes in it than Swiss cheese. And you've got pretty interesting responses by people like Doug Ducey, the current governor of Arizona. Do nothing Ducey, who apparently is wanting to run for Senate in 2024 against Kirsten Sinema, wants to be seen as somebody who's doing something. But nevertheless, that was a major rabbit trail. But Fauci is going to be gone. Now, of course, he's talking about, well, I might not be in my position, but it's not going to, you know, stop me from pursuing other things. I said, what else are you trying to pursue, Dr. Fauci? I mean, you've already done enough damage to the United States and probably other countries in the world because they think of you as some great expert. I'm like, gag me. Come on, Fauci. You are a narcissistic jerk. You've had, you've been drunk on power. And now, given all that's going on right now with the CDC and the goof-ups they've done, the admissions of the screw-ups, and Walensky essentially being told, uh, honey, you're done, you know, you know, we're going to reorganize everything. And... And Fauci hasn't even really been seen. He's been in the shadows. They haven't put him on TV uh, lately. Because essentially, uh, the Biden ding-dongs, the mental midgets that he calls his administration and cabinet secretaries, they're done. They're done with Fauci. You know, COVID is, you know, COVID's done, essentially. Now, yeah, you might have all these sub-variants and this and that and the other, but but so what? Big deal. Uh, you know, we're, we're done with it. The whole, and apparently there are still the COVID crazies who are still into masking, which is stupid. It, it's, it's just stupid. I mean, what they're doing to kids right now? in the school districts like in New York and other places, uh, LA, with L even LA, the LA Unif Los Angeles Unified School District is figuring out some of this stuff is stupid. I mean, it's seriously stupid, but apparently in other places, the COVID crazies still rule. And especially when it comes in education, doing that to kids, I mean, good grief, CRT, mask mandates, gender identity, uh, philosophy and all that. Oh, please, give it a rest. We're tired of it. It's been two and a half years of this crap. I'm, <laughs> I'm told, I've been done with it for, gosh, at least a year, maybe more. I'm done with it. I don't, and it really ticks me off. Every time I go into, I mean, a medical facility here in Florida that apparently some hospitals and clinics and whatnot, they make you wear a mask, which is stupid. They don't work. I had to do that the other day. Uh, actually, just last Friday when I went to have an x-ray done. And some a gentleman at the desk is like, gives me a mask. Is like, well, it's the hospital's rules. I said, the hospital rules are dumb. Your administrators are dipsticks. Whoever's running this place is probably going to run it into the ground. 
Now, if you work here, that's one thing. But, well, it's the rules. Your rules suck. And I'm sick of it. I'm not mask happy. I mean, I was absolutely ecstatic when I flew from Jacksonville to Dallas to go for CPAC Texas. I didn't have to wear a mask. Now, I mean, I was almost ready. <laughs> it wasn't the fact that I did a lot of damage to my back and my leg. It's like, I could have started dancing. I'm like, yay, swinging off the chandeliers. You know, I don't have to wear a mask. I don't have to wear a mask. I mean, <laughs> I was almost giddy. <laughs> I really was when I, I went to the airport and I didn't have to wear a mask. But going to a, you know, a hospital or a clinic, this is supposed to, you know, here, in, this is supposed to be free Florida, the freest state in the country. But there are still those in medical facilities who are still hanging on to this nonsensical idea that these paper face diapers actually work. They don't. And if you're going to mention the CDC, oh, I wouldn't do that right now, considering as much as they've admitted they've screwed up, Walensky has screwed up the response to COVID, please spare me. But yeah, so my friends, as I thought, with the very real certainty of a Republican-controlled Congress, House, and maybe even the Senate, you don't have to flip that many seats, but still, if you end up, if the Republicans end up in the, in the majority, it's not a problem really in the House unless Kevin McCarthy and House leadership starts acting like Paul Ryan 2.0. Uh-uh. Here's what you better be doing, Kevin McCarthy, if you want to be speaker, and you better not try to stop your committee chairs. You really shouldn't. First of all, you defund that damn bill with the 87,000 new IRS agents. Defund it. You control the purse strings. Yeah, they'll, the, the Democrats will whine, bitch, and moan, but tough. Deal with it. Dis, defund the FBI. Defund the IRS. Because I'll guarantee you, with the IRS... 87,000 brand new agents with a payroll bigger than the State Department and, oh my gosh, the Defense Department uh, and the Department of Justice combined? Uh, no. No, they need to be defunded. Take down the stupid ad because if you're going to be spending all that money with all those agents, there are not enough billionaires, millionaires for all these agents. There's not because people of that magnitude have accountants, they have lawyers, they have everything they need to protect their assets. They could move stuff overseas, take their money out of the United States and put it elsewhere. But when you're dealing with small business people, entrepreneurs, mom and pop businesses, the working class of this country that makes this country work and pays your dadgum salaries over there at the IRS, what are they going to have? Nothing. They have no means of defending themselves. And I don't mean using a gun. They have no way of, to fight annual audits and 
all the minutiae that goes into it, you know, getting an attorney, going through these people and copping with the, and they're gonna cop an attitude. You know, if they see something that they don't like, well, what is this? It's like, well, that's none of your bloody business, to be perfectly honest. But, oh yeah, and they're just going to get a little, they're just going to get drunk on power. I mean, it's worse than crack. Real, raw political power and control is like crack cocaine to a leftist. They, once they get a hold of it, they are hooked for life. They're hooked for life. They're no better than a drug addict. But of course, you know, I'm going down several rabbit holes, but yeah, this is a this is pretty bad, but you know, and also we kind of have to check in on the saga of the uh, the, the mess at Mar-a-Lago. Now, interestingly enough, uh, Kash Patel, who was the chief of staff over at the Defense Department, and he was also the President Trump's representative in dealing with the government. Oh my gosh. Uh, when it came to all of these classified documents and material and blah, blah, blah. He, made, uh, he did an interview, Kosh Patel, over the weekend uh, at, on Newsmax. And he said that the Trump raid on Mar-a-Lago, the, the FBI raid on, at Mar-a-Lago, was over documents that were linked to the Russia, Russia, Russia probe. And it just, ugh. It, it, I mean, just, ah, we're hearing Russia, Russia, Russia all over again? Holy cow, folks. Uh, just a little piece of the article uh, from, uh, from Kosh Patel. I know this from my time running Russiagate for former... Uh, Congressman Devin Nunes, who is now the CEO of the Trump Media Group. And I know we keep going back to it, but I'm trying to bring people back to it because this is what the Mar-a-Lago raid was about. And Patel, who Trump chose as his representative to work with the National Archives concerning documents, said made his comments on Newsmax's weekend show, Wake Up America. Now... Patel's, and I, I want to read the next, little bit of this next paragraph. Patel's comments Monday come after David Ignatius's opinion piece for the Washington Post over the weekend described Patel as Trump's point man, quote-unquote, in his battle against the deep state, quote-unquote, and said he has emerged as chief public exponent of Trump's claim that he could declassify information including highly sensitive Russia probe material at will. Well this David Ignatius, I've, I've listened to this clown uh, and of course the fact that he works for Jeff Bezos and his Washington compost yeah excuse me uh, Mr. Ignatius you're a doofus. You are an absolute freaking doofus. Yes there is Supreme Court precedent to back it up that as president during his tenure, the man does have the right constitutionally and by federal statute to declassify whatever the Sam hell he wants. And this nonsensical argument that you write in these opinion pieces, and it's not just David Ignatius. 
No, no, no. He's he is an opinion editor. So no, this is and if this is what it's about, then it makes sense because there are other reports that the FBI agents who stormed Mar-a-Lago demanded that the staff turn off the surveillance cameras and made Trump's attorneys stand outside in that nasty South Florida weather while they basically trashed his place. And that is just all kinds of wrong. There are Fourth Amendment violations of the wazoo. I mean, didn't even leave the warrant for his attorneys. Never allowed them into, into, the, into the compound while they were searching, which is wrong and against the law. So, I don't know. So, if you have the Crossfire Hurricane team carrying out the raid at Mar-a-Lago, and now you throw this in from Cash Patel about the Russia documents, I mean, excuse me, you also took the man's passports, which you were not supposed to. It's not listed in the warrant, but you up and did it anyway. And then you got goop, goofballs and doofuses like Nora O'Donnell over at CBS taking the story and running with it and then being made look like an absolute fool just hours later with a email from a Department of Justice counterintelligence official. Boring. Please spare me. That's just nuts, folks. That's just nuts. So this saga is anything but over because also President Trump is planning to file a motion stating that his Fourth Amendment rights were severely, severely violated, and they were. So yeah, this is going to be fun to see how this works. So the saga will continue, and just check out in blackandright.net to see the timeline of all the fun things that led to it. So yeah, that's going to be a hoot. But also, you, you want to talk about people who are completely uh, disconnected from reality and how climate change, quote-unquote, has turned supposedly smart people into absolute tools and fools. I'll give you a... Gr there, I got two stories for you. First of all, now that the Inflation Reduction Act is passed, and which will not reduce inflation at all, and hundreds of economists have said so, but it's also the climate uh, provisions in there, and the health care provisions, and all the other little lovely surprises that Joe Biden uh, has thrown into this. Because essentially, all this is, is... The Inflation Reduction Act is build back better with a paint job and a new name. That's all it is. Because there are still the same things for health care, for climate change, for taxes on small businesses. It's no different. Now, to show you, especially when it comes to energy and gas prices. Oh, 
I gotta play a little bit of this from yesterday. Fox News Sunday, who was being guest hosted by Fox, longtime Fox anchor Trace Gallagher, talking with Jennifer Granholm, the Secretary of Energy, trying to defend this whole thing about with gas prices that have gone down in many parts of the country, not because of anything that Joe Biden did, it's just demand has gone down. And they are expected to go up again, especially as the weather gets colder in the north and the northeast. But listen to a little bit of Jennifer Granholm, Energy Secretary, trying to defend the climate provisions that are in that ridiculous bill, which, by the way, also has the 87,000 new IRS agents as a part of it. So let's take a little bit of a listen to Secretary Granholm. As you know, gasoline comes from oil. Oil is traded on a global market, and so we are at the whim, if you will, of what happens globally. However, this president has moved in dramatic ways to increase supply. Uh, <coughs> sorry, Madam Secretary, but he has done nothing of the sort, especially when he started releasing millions of barrels of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, and almost a million barrels of that went to China. It went to an energy company that is connected with the Communist Chinese Party and businesses that, in, that are connected to Hunter Biden. Sorry, dear. And as far as at the whim of the global market, excuse me, is your memory that short, you ding-dong? Two years ago, we were not just energy independent, we were freaking energy dominant. Dominant. We had our own oil. We've got, a t we've got boatloads and boatloads and boatloads of natural gas. We have clean coal. We have some of the most advanced, eco-friendly technologies on the planet. But all you ding-dongs who want to embrace this climate change nonsense, Go right ahead, but do so with the knowledge that you are essentially thought of by many people to be fools and tools. But let's hear a little bit more from Energy Secretary Granholm. By releasing a million barrels per day from our Strategic Petroleum Reserve, as well as calling on our domestic producers, as well as international producers, we will be at record amounts of production next year. All Okay, record amounts of production next year? Hmm, how can we do that if we're going hat in hand, Jets, Joe Biden, your boss lady, going hat in hand to Saudi Arabia, which essentially uh, the, the Saudis said go pound sand. We're going to Venezuela, a, a, messed, a thoroughly messed up, totalitarian regime, which by the way, the people of South Florida who are part of the Venezuelan community, oh yeah, they that went over like a ton of lead bricks. And so no. And and on top of that, why did it take a federal judge in Louisiana to put a permanent injunction on the Department of Interior and trying to stop 
oil le oil and gas leases from being sold? Uh, no. Sorry, dear. Uh, you're 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 not with the program, honey. But oh well. Let's go a little bit further. All of that is to say, our Energy Information Administration has projected that by the fourth quarter, gas prices will be around 387 on average today. They're about 390, excuse me, 378. Uh, today they're at 390. They've fallen every single day of this summer. We're hopeful that that will continue. But uh, if China opens up significantly after COVID, there will be a more pressure on demand. More pressure on demand means upward pressure on prices. So we're watching what happens globally, but we are doing everything possible to try to stabilize supply and demand to keep those prices coming down. <laughs> Cute, nice. But aren't you the same Jennifer Granholm who laughed when gas prices were obscenely high, like $5, $6 a gallon? I mean, for the first time, I guess since March of this year, match, uh, in at least half of the country, about 25, 26 states, the, the price of gas is now below $4 a gallon, which is good. It's going down, but still... $4 a gallon is not something to write home about. It's still too dang high for a lot of people. It still is. I want my $2 a gallon gas back, Madam Secretary. And a lot of other people who want their money back. They want $2, gallon, $2 a gallon gasoline. I mean, good grief. I mean, considering what they've been spending for the at least most of the year for gas and it's still a mess in california folks don't let don't let that nice little happy talk oh we're doing all we can no you're not you're not even close jennifer granholm you're not even close honey you're a mess your boss is a mess he's a doddering old man with dementia and he has not full operational control he just doesn't. And frankly, this is just pathetic to watch. Truly pathetic. But we can only see what we will see. Let's see if she's still all ready to go for that happy talk when it gets closer to wintertime. Hmm? Let's see. Let's just see. Not just gasoline. Then you're going to have to deal with heating oil and natural gas and those costs are going to go up and the consumers american consumers are going to have to deal with it hey but let's go for the happy talk but ugh, sorry i i i i can't i i can't play any more of this this is just disgusting she truly sickens me but just to let you know folks climate climate change cuckoos are not just limited to the United States. Oh, no, 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 no. Try this one on for size from Breitbart News. <laughs> and the, lot, the headline is just, I just went, why? <coughs> I, I just looked at the headline, I just went, are you kidding? Great reset. French government to recruit 3,000 green police over climate change. I just went, why? Are you serious? I mean, the French Minister of the Interior announced 
that he aims to create 3,000 posts for new green police officials, quote-unquote, a move that has been deemed necessary in the face to tackle climate change. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What is it about climate change that has now turned Europe into a bunch of dingbats? I mean, it's bad enough here when you got 87,000 new IRS agents to essentially be nothing more than, I mean, it's essentially, it's the American KGB light. I mean, it's already bad enough you've got an FBI that's acting like the American KGB. Now you're going to do the same thing with uh, IRS agents? Really? Ugh. It's crazy. And now you've got the French trying to come up with the green police? What are these people going to do? Ugh, I mean, oh my goodness. I, I just have to read a little bit of this. I mean, it, it's a power grab, essentially. News of, and from the Breitbart article, it goes on, news of the potential creation of these new posts in France follows calls from European Union bigwigs for the creation of a block-wide civil protection force, quote-unquote, to fight the effects of climate change under the control of Brussels, a move slammed by some as an attempt by Eurocrats to hoard even more power, and I say amen as an American. This is power. This is control. This is pretty much New World Order stuff. This is, this is Europe's version of 87,000 IRS agents. What are they going to do? I mean, you've already got problems right now in the Netherlands. Farmers in the Netherlands are PO'd because the European Union is trying to use some weirded out uh, regulations when it comes uh, to fertilizer, saying that it's some sort of, oh, it's, it's a threat to climate change. No, it's not. It's a power grab. It is an attempt by the European Union to take the land of Dutch farmers, who are amazing, frankly, because as far as food producers in the world, they are number two in the world next to the United States. Now that's something I didn't know, I have to admit. But when I found that out and see what they're doing, the farmers got ticked. They got really ticked. And, that, and now here comes the French with their version of a power grab. Oh no, we're going to have all these green police and we're going it's like, I mean when you listen to it anybody with half a brain and some common sense would go what what's going on we don't need this crud I mean they're and they're not doing a very good job of hiding this now some people who are the low information types not just here in the US but in Europe as well I'm like if you really don't think this is a power grab to centralize government control, then one of us is definitely on drugs and money says it's you. This is why I have my favorite rule. It always costs too much when you don't pay attention. And frankly, if there's not enough people in the European Union who are paying attention to this, then God help you. I mean, it's bad enough here in the United States we have enough climate change kooks. 
who are just nothing more than fools and tools. That's what we're loaded with. Fools and tools in government and other places too who seem to have no problem with a globalist agenda coming here to the United States. I say, uh, sit down, have a Prozac, shut up and learn things because you frankly cannot be trusted nor should you be. But it's okay. You know, that's kind of how it is. What can you do, folks? But yeah, I'm willing to bet this is just another step by the European Union and the World Economic Forum you know, for more control because they know better than the rest of us peasants. We are to eat our cake. We are to do what we are told. And should you cop an attitude, we will squash you like a bug. I said, good luck with that. I mean, here in the U.S., and I hope to God people in Europe, enough of them anyway, will figure out that this is really, really stupid. But it's okay. But today, my friends, I'm just going to call it and say, I got to go. But I hope you have a great week, everybody. Uh, check us out again. Uh, our audio podcast in black and white is available on all major uh, and minor even podcast platforms. We're, we, you're able to find it. Wherever you get your podcast, you can find us. Just look for my name, Jerry Brooks, or in black and white. And if you see our trademark flaming microphone, then, hey, you found the right place. So for now, folks, take care. Have yourself a fantastic week again. And just remember, as always, patriots come in all colors.